Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Myra the first. Oh, I'm Dory Shafrir, senior. There we go. Yep. We're coming to you on a Sunday. Yep. And here we are. Are you okay? I don't know. It's the last Sunday. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Memorial Day weekend. I hope everyone's had a great weekend. I hope it's been memorialized. Uh, Thanks to all of our service people for your service. 100%. Yes. That's more of a Veterans Day thing. But, you know, we thank all of those who gave their lives on Memorial Day for their service. All Mm -hmm. of you guys who are alive. uh, We thank you as well. made it out of there. Not your day. Oh. Next time. Okay. We'll see you on Veterans Day. All right. In the meantime, I hope you're enjoying the semi-unofficial start of summer. We can wear white now. We can wear white now? Mm-hmm. It's about time. Yep. Honey, dust off the pants. I'm dusting. Okay. Okay. So there's been a lot happening on the IVF front. A lot. After our surprise uh, DNA being A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> That was the, that was the shocker of the century. DNA A O K. So, yep. Dory has been very busy with Dr. Kelly Beck. I have been. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone in a couple more times. We're starting a cycle. Um, I did estrogen priming. What? Yep. Which lines up all the follies. You only had one night terror about it. That was good. Yeah. Um, and when I went in on Friday, so, oh, when she first did the ultrasound, um, 
when right after I'd ovulated and we were, we were going to start the estrogen priming, she saw 12 follicles. Mm-hmm. Then on Friday she saw 13 follicles. Mm-hmm. And then today she saw 14 follicles. Boy, oh boy. I feel so, like the next time you see her, there's going to be 15. They're just like coming out of the woodwork. They're just like, Hey, let's try this one more time. They're like, here we go. And then we're going away. <laughs> yep. Forever. Yep. Bye bye. Um, yeah, so and we have to get all sorts of other tests, blood work done. Yeah, because we've been doing this for so long that our tests have expired. So now I got to go get blood work and do it quick. Yep. Because this is happening. Yep. And I have to get all the all that blood work plus a pap smear and a mammogram. It is uh, just, you know, eh, hopefully everyone out there is uh, getting your mammograms. Way to go. Well, it's funny because the when I went for, I had a physical recently and she said, you know, the guidelines have changed. It's, you know, after 40, if you don't have family history of breast cancer, we're, we're leaving it up to the patient about whether they want to get a mammogram or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, great. I don't have to get a mammogram. I know that that's not like, you know the best thing to think but i didn't really i didn't really feel like getting a mammogram i've been poked and prodded enough lately well and i didn't want you know radiation on my boobs and so i was like cool i don't have to get a mammogram and now freaking ivf is like nope you got to get a mammogram jk lol yep so, so you have to do that we have to get a blood work to make sure that we don't have any new sexually transmitted diseases correct um and then once that's all okay then we can continue continue we've had, we've had new we have new paperwork we've had to sign new yeah consent they, forms they for, have a, for genetic testing they have a new genetic testing consent form that specifically asks what you want to do with embryos that come back mosaic or slight like there's another abnormality um i'm just gonna look at it quickly it is uh, mosaic or embryos with deletion slash duplication slash segmental results. Mm. So yeah. So they're like specifically asking about that now. Um, and we have to sign new consent forms. Oh, also I forgot to tell you this. Good thing we got the cycle in now because they're raising their prices on June 1st. What? Yep. What? Uh, how much? 10%. They're going up 10%. 10%. Holy shit. Yep. But they were like, well, since you started your cycle before June 1st, you can get the old pricing. And I was like, thanks for the deal. Guys. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I mean, it's not that crazy. Well, you know, those embryos don't grow themselves. Well, you know, with the price of gas going up, these doctors are having a hard time, uh, oh. you know, charging their Teslas. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, interesting. Yeah, 10%. I forgot to wonder, tell you I that. I wonder what the cost. Uh, what's eating into their profits that they're doing this? I wonder what it is. I bet a big part of it is staff. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, after we lost SEMA, I know it's been downhill. Yeah. So or uphill. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I like my new nurse though, Nancy. You got Nancy. I have Nancy. I now. haven't met Nancy yet. I know, because you haven't, haven't been back. You haven't been back. Hopefully, you can come on Thursday, but if you can't, you can't. I'm going to try to come on Thursday. Um, so, I start meds tomorrow. She's starting me a little earlier on meds than she did last time. I don't know if you remember last time, she started me very late. Yes, and that was the greatest thing ever, That right? was the greatest thing ever, but I think she I think she, she might feel like she overcorrected. Yeah. Because I was also like, so, remember how... We got 12 eggs at retrieval, but only six were mature. Yeah. Yeah. And. Were any of them post-mature? No. That was the thing. She initially thought one of them was post-mature, but then after the embryologist told her that that was just, um, that was a sperm issue. It had looked like it was post-mature, but the way it had fertilized, I guess, I guess the way it had fertilized, they thought it was post-mature, but then it turned out it was, it was again a sperm issue and so i think i was a little premature interesting 
Yeah. Interesting. So she's starting me on Menopure a little bit earlier too. And as we've all know, apparently my sperm DNA is okay. Yeah. So all you got to do is stay calm. So far, <laughs> it's been a little more difficult than I had anticipated. Yeah. Well. A lot of stuff up in the air over here, guys. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be gonna be something yep um yeah i don't know uh, i'm going to the gym tomorrow at 8 30 and then i'm going at tuesday morning at 5 30 a.m okay so that's happening <laughs> hope everybody's excited about that how do you feel about that uh i feel a couple ways about it you know one of them is like all right so i'll get up and i'll go but then the other one's like, yeah, but you're going to get up and you're going to go. And then you're going to come back home. Then you're going to shower. Then you're going to walk bow. Then you're going to like hang out, fart around the house, and then go back, go to work. Apparently, that's what I'm doing. Well, I guess you'll have to see how it goes. Because yeah. if it's like weird, then... I'm excited about no traffic. Yeah, that'll be nice. You know, 5.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah, sure. I can probably leave here at 5.10. Yeah, probably. I got to CFP today in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And see if he's way past. Yep. Way past the um, point of no returns. Yep. That's what I call that mall. Yeah. Because you can't return anything there. That's not true. I know. <laughs> Sounded better that way, though. That's a weird thing to think about, that uh, mall. What if there was just a mall that didn't allow returns? <laughs> the whole mall. Well, I was looking at the receipt from the Red Sox Pro Shop, and it's like, no returns or exchanges. Oh, I was like, what? Wow. That seems crazy. They're strict. Well, because you know why they do that? No. Because they know people make impulse buys at the game. <laughs> Honey, is there anything you want to tell me? <laughs> nothing that won't, nothing that's here now. Oh, no. What did you buy? <laughs> what did you buy? Nothing. Don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about it. What did it. you buy? Don't worry about it. No, I, I, I am worried about it. What is what is your big worry? That you spent thousands of dollars. I did not spend thousands of dollars. On some piece of Red Sox memorabilia. I did not spend thousands of dollars. Did you spend hundreds of dollars? I might have spent some I might have I might have pulled a little retail therapy. Uh-huh. On uh Saturday. Uh-huh. At the Red Sox game. You know, it's interesting. Because you told me that you had bought a sweatshirt at the Red Sox game. Well, that was... And that you had met... 50... 50 and that you had met I got the, friends and family The discount. retail manager, because she's a fan of some of your podcasts. Yes. Not this one. But it's funny that you neglected to mention... I didn't... I didn't I, the other item all, that you purchased. There were three separate trips to this store. Uh-huh. Throughout the day. Okay. So... So, what else did you buy? I bought a Red Sox media guide. Okay. Right here. Great. For instance, this is the kind of thing that lets me say to Dory, honey, did you know that Jackie Bradley Jr. is entering his eighth professional season at only 27 years old? It's unbelievable. He led the uh, Major League uh, with 13 outfield double plays from 2014 to 2006. This is the kind of info you get from the media guide. This sounds like the kind of stuff that they say it's during a, their banter. Every... <laughs> single thing you've ever heard them say about a player <laughs> comes out of this media yep, guide there we go which is why i was like oh that's interesting i kind of always wanted to look at a media guide because yeah. i always talk about the media guide because it's like the most random stats okay so you bought that then what else did you buy it's not important i got a nice fenway park t-shirt why won't you tell me it'll it'll be here is it a base no is it a baseball no it's much bigger <laughs> is it a sign yeah You bought a sign. I bought a sign. Where is it going to go? It's eight feet long. Are you insane? Yes. A little bit. But. Why would you do that? It's going to go in my office. Where? Uh, b below the guitar rack. Your office gives me anxiety. Why? Because it's so awesome? Because you have too much stuff in it. Well, this is just going to go on the wall. I know, but. Well, the other thing I was thinking about doing it's with it, too by the much. Way, was putting it on the shed. Because it's an outdoor sign. You have it too much. The, you have too much stuff. Lived on the green monster. It stresses so. me out. It's like all your stuff is like is like closing in on me. It's like a night terror. 
a night terror where I'm buried under all of your stuff. What are you talking about? Yep. There's not, my stuff is all very organized, mm, except for my desk. But right there's now. a lot of it. My desk is a little out of control. Yeah. I'd like to clean my desk. That's my intention for this week. Going to clean my desk. Welcome to Forever 35, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> my intention for next week is, you know, I really have been thinking about it. And everything else in my office is pretty organized, but my desk is out of control. There's well, so much stuff. You know what, honey? I think that that is actually a great intention for next week. So I'd like to do that. I've already had my other intention from last week, which was get the scanner and the printer working. And I've done that. Oh, my God. You guys, our lives have changed. We were in printer hell for for three years and now we are in printer heaven <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you're so excited about the printer i i am so excited it prints so fast there has not been one instance where it just mysteriously isn't working there hasn't been a paper jam there's also it'll get you got 1200 pages off of a of a toner it cartridge. is such a delight i can't even tell you we got a brother laser printer. Epson can go fuck itself. Hey, hey, they make our scanner. Yeah, but you can't figure out how to work. It's done. I've set it up. Oh, you said you couldn't figure you it out. Oh, good. It was one of my weekly intentions. Because I have to scan some receipts. I can't. I just scan, literally did. That's how I tested it, by scanning two receipts. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. wow. We are really vibing, guys. We are so vibing. Everything's okay now. Um. Anyway... I love our new printer. Thank you, honey, for buying it, setting it up, getting it going. It really means a lot to me. Now about that sign. <laughs> okay. Yes, dear. Um, I'm going to read this email now. You've been baking a lot. That's been nice. Stop trying to change the subject. I'm just thinking how great it is that you're baking now. Yep. It's now, great. Now that you have that nice... Uh, organized situation in the kitchen. Yes, that you built for me for my birthday. Yep, happy birthday. Very nice. Happy birthday, honey. Thanks. I got you a sign. I don't want it. What? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. You should return it. I can't. Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Guys, so glad you're joining us. So glad. This is... This is what's happening. We're so close to having another round of IVF under our belt. It's so exciting. Round five. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's going to be the best round ever. Best round ever. I mean, it's truly the only round where I, where I haven't been smoking for this long. So that's a different thing. That is a different thing. Um, it's the first round where I'm as old as I am. It's the first round where I'm as old as I am. Mm-hmm. It's the first round where Bo is uh, as uh, sleepy and licky. Yeah. Do you think he needs better meds? What do you mean? To I mean, not the, be so sleepy? The licking is anxiety. Is it? Yeah. I think he just likes licking. Mm, I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this round? I think this round I, seems so distant to me. I literally, th because you haven't come to any of the appointments. I know, but I've been gone and I didn't know they were happening. Uh, I know. Because I was gone and the trip was booked long before. I'm that. not, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that's why you feel distant from it. Yes. I feel nothing about it. Well, I'm glad we got locked in at that super cheap price. Yeah. 10% less. What a bargain. <laughs> than it would have been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh. I I just I feel like I'm going through the motions. I'm like, okay, shots start tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do to do. At least for the retrieval, I'll get a nice anesthesia nap. Love that nap. That'll be good. Mm. You don't have to take any days off work. I don't have to take any days off work. Yeah, that's something. But we do have a shit ton of podcasts scheduled for next week, so something's probably going to get fucked up. Why do you have so many podcasts scheduled next because week? Because Kate's going away again. Uh, so we're banking. Oh, boy. Yep. Cryo banking? Yep. Maybe you should Skype one. Mm, no. 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 Okay. 
But thanks for the suggestion. Guys, podcasts, they, 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 they're a wrench in your life a lot. I mean, my podcasts are generally a joy. Right, but like to have to do them when you have to do them. Yeah. They require That's a lot a of scheduling. It is a lot of scheduling. But like to me, I'm not doing that much else. So it's not like, what is it a wrench in? Nothing. Life. I mean, whatever. IVF appointments? Sure. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad we got through this. Yeah. Should we uh, take a quick break before we get to the emails? I don't know. Does it seem like we're ripping people off here without getting an email in? No. They've really enjoyed our... Do you think anyone enjoyed it? Delightful banter. I bet they didn't enjoy it at all. I bet everyone is cringing. How so? I bet everyone's like, ooh. In what, 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 what way? What way? What are they cringing about? They're just cringing at the rawness of our discussion. Oh, my God. People are so used to us. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine with it. They're like, you guys had the same fight in episode 33. Oh, and we'll have the same fight in episode 128. Oh, God, help us. I don't see an end in, in sight for this podcast. Oh, God. Do you? I don't know. Even if we have a successful round of IVF and we transfer an embryo and it works and you get uh, with child and then that child is born, I feel like we still have to do this podcast. We don't have to do anything. Well, we're not contractually obligated yet. Nope. But we could be. Yep. Honey, why don't we read an email? Okay. This one is from, oh, you know what? Before I get to the emails, I just want to remind everyone that they can email us at doriamatt at gmail or Matt and Dory at gmail. That's true. And they can call us at 413-461-BABY. All right. Okay. So this email is from Helen. Hi, guys. I'm new to your podcast, but have caught up and now excitingly wait for Monday to listen again. I've had seven months of failed Clomid and one failed IVF round so far, about to start round two in early June. Listening from the UK, I loved your chat about Miracle Baby stories being bullshit. They so are and find the lightheartedness of your show hilarious. IVF is hard work and some light relief is just amazing. Listening to Matt, it reminds me of me. I eat with my eyes and eat my feelings. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I wonder, Dory, if you eat anything specific during your IVF cycles. There's so much online, you could tie yourself in a knot. Protein is advised and avoid processed food, fat, and refined sugar. My friends say, are the things you read online actually tried and tested? Does it really matter? Who knows? I guess we all just want some magic tips to make this shit work. I love you guys. Helen. Um, I don't eat anything specific during my IVF cycles. You know, that way she's talking about eating is very much like what they say in the obesity code book, minus the avoiding of fats. Right. So I don't eat a lot of processed food. I disagree. I think you do eat a lot of processed what food. What do I eat that's processed? Uh, the popcorn. Uh-huh. That you eat it all the time. I eat day. one bag a day. Yeah, it's processed though. Okay. That's a cup of popcorn a day. Okay. All right. That's something. Okay. Your chocolate covered almonds, your dark chocolate covered almonds are processed. Okay. I haven't eaten those in a while, but okay. go on. Your Lara bars are processed. Okay. They're You're, not. Okay. Now here she comes <laughs> trying to like. But go. there's not, there's not additives or preservatives in Lara bars. Uh-huh. There's just like dates and almonds. That are processed. Okay. You I'm have just a, saying. You have a very strict definition of processed it's food. A, it's as strict as the, the book has told me. Okay. I mean, generally, if anything comes in a box or a package, it's to be avoided. You know, that's just the sort of that rule of thumb. It's, it's you know, it's hard to adhere to for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just don't want you to be like, I don't eat any processed food. But in reality, you do. Okay. All right. I eat popcorn and Lara bars. There you go. What else do you eat, honey? Um, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. That's not processed. It's in a container. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are there any added anythings in there? I eat plain, full-fat Greek yogurt. 
Oh, that's good. That's pretty healthy. So, I mean. Yeah, you throw some fruit in there. I, By the way, do you, do you ever eat any non-organic fruits and vegetables? Yes. Well, that's, that's a taboo subject as well. Oh, boy. It's a little, you know, it's hard. But I'm not doing your diet. No, I know. But I'm just talking about the processed foods. Okay. I don't eat, I don't eat a lot of bad food. Well, I guess we're not supposed to think of food as good or bad. Dory doesn't eat a lot of Dory doesn't eat a lot of traditionally unhealthy food. Yeah, I think that's, there you go. I think that's, that's a nice way to say, to say it. Um, and I also just got to a point where you know we had done a couple whole thirties and and I was gonna do another one and then I was like I am kind of sick of like restricting what I can eat and what I can't eat and I just want to like I I'm trying to eat more intuitively. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, I kind of naturally don't drink a lot these days, but I guess during a cycle I won't drink. Right. Um, I also don't drink during our cycles. Like I won't have scotch at um, poker. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Like the least I can do. Yeah, literally. Um, uh, yeah. So She's so hostile to me, guys. Are the things you you read online actually tried and tested? Does it really matter? I don't know. I, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't know if any of this shit works or doesn't work. Yeah. Like there's some people who swear that they read, it starts with the egg and, and they improve their egg quality. But like, do we know that it was that book? Is it, are we, is it causation or correlation? Mm. Like, well, that's, yeah. There's just so much that we don't actually know. So I kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm only going to do exactly what my doctor tells me to do. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like seek out new diets or like supplements or go crazy with, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm just doing that. Um, and what, do you find to be the hardest thing about going through a cycle? Um, paying the bill. Yeah. Besides that? The uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So it's the waiting and the paying. The waiting and the paying. Physically, like, I haven't had that many issues, knock on wood. You can. It's right here. Okay. Um, I haven't, like, I haven't gained a ton of weight. I felt after the retrievals, I felt bloated, but not like horribly. Yeah. There was one retrieval that was really bad and the other ones like were fine. So. It's very interesting to be going through this again. It does feel endless. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it also now just doesn't feel like anything. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's just like, oh, okay, we're doing another cycle. Yeah. It's like, it's not a big deal anymore. Right. Like, it's funny in the Facebook group, I, you know, because there's always new people joining and people saying like, I'm starting my first cycle and, you know, getting like really anxious and feeling like everything, this, it's, it's like do or die first cycle, you know? And I'm like, well, whatever. I'm on number five. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, even that, like I was saying that to Ross and he's like, five, that's nothing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's people out there who've done 20. Oh, totally. So, you know. I mean, that, that Andrea Sirtash, who was on the podcast, um, you know, she's been at this for seven years. Mm-hmm. And her cousin agreed to be a surrogate. Yeah. You know, interesting thing. I got a I got a invitation email to friends of ours that it says celebra- celebration drinks and cocktails or whatever it is, something to that effect. Okay. And I'm ninety five percent sure that that's what we'll be celebrating a successful uh, cycle of IVF or something. 
That's what I think this is a celebration of. I won't say who it is on the air. No, sure. But wait, I'm confused. The the, the celebration just was sort of like a, a vague celebration. Yes. Uh, so I was like, because if they're keeping it a surprise and then that, I see. that's what they're doing, uh, then, you know, I'm just like, oh, uh, I'll just view the card here so I can read it to you. Sure. Minus the, you know. Uh, Matt and Dory, uh, dinner and drinks. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's what it says. Let me see. Oh, hang on. I haven't opened it yet. Okay. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's a birthday. <laughs> but I there's like, part of me that's like. I like how you just invented this whole IVF story. In my head. In your head. Well, because I know where they're at. Let me in see. The cycle. Well, I did invent it now. Because now it's like, a, now it's it's clearly a birthday. I want to see. Because I clicked on it. Hang on. Let me just, I want to, can I close this so you can see what I saw? I wish I could close it. Oh, maybe I can in here. Oh, so this is all I saw, right? So I didn't think anything of it. Right. Well, no, I, oh, I didn't I think see. anything. You but just what saw, I, but what I thought of you it. You just saw dinner and drinks. Yeah. But then what I thought of it was like, oh, is this what they're doing? I see. I mean, like, it's interesting and, you know, more right. power to them. But is that something we want to be at? But then reading the full thing, I'm like, oh, well, right. it's an actual. <laughs> we it's, should, it's, it's we a should birthday probably, party. We should probably go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you thinking we wouldn't go if that's, if that's what, it, what it was? Yeah. I wouldn't put you through that. Thank you. I think you'd be annoyed. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Not that we don't love them, but it's like. Sure. Just the idea of like having to sit through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that did would it. Be, we that did would it. be a lot. So anyway, we should have a good to know, by the way, they're not crazy. Totally. Uh, We should have a failure party, a failure. Well, I do have a failure party for myself every day. (laughs) It's in the car. Mm. It happens in the car. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. right, Honey, why don't we just hear from our sponsor? We'll be right back with some more emails. You know who? we're gonna hear from uh lex no oh damn it sorry oh i hope you're not disappointed you ready Uh, i think so hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, guys, it's Ruthie. Um, <laughs> I'm probably because I just got back from Washington, D.C., where I was at Advocacy Day oh, um, yesterday on Capitol Hill to raise awareness about infertility and try to get some bills passed that are um, going to help out people with infertility. And I shared this on your Facebook page, but I wanted to make sure also you guys saw this and could tell people about it, that a bill was proposed yesterday. There's no media coverage on it yet because it was just proposed yesterday to mandate all insurance companies, group and individual, to cover infertility treatments for all and also cover fertility preservation for people who have undergone medical procedures that have impacted their fertility, such as cancer, et cetera. So if this passes, that is huge news. It's for all states. It's for all people. You know, and we just got to get the word out so that people can send letters to their representatives, send letters to their congressmen, and just spread the word. It is called Access to Infertility Treatment and Care Act. And it's pretty huge. I posted it on your page so people can read about it. And um, also, if you ever want to talk about advocacy pay, I'd love to share. If you want to do an interview or just ask me any questions, it's pretty incredible. And I want to encourage people to go. Ruthie's a go-getter. It's empowering. Um, and I'm really glad I did it. You know, I was probably the only person there who did not have a resolution yet in terms of having a child. And it was really impactful to see how many people are really supporting this and to see how these laws are actually made. It's just fascinating in so many ways. So if you ever want to reach out, my number is 508. Oh, no, we can't play the phone number. Dory, you didn't really vet this, did you? Uh, whoops. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I stopped it. Oh, no. Well, um, I gotta figure that out. Uh, how can I cut that out? Can you just beep? I don't have to beep it. I can cut it out. Okay. I have to remember to cut it out. I'll make a note. Oh boy! <laughs> cut Ruthie's phone number. <laughs> oh Guys, boy. don't leave your phone numbers on the voicemail. Just send us an email with your number. Good advice. Um. Thank you for that. And yeah, everyone call your senators and congress people and and get this get the get this passed. Get yes. it introduced. I mean, there's other things we might want to tackle right now first. Mm. But yeah. It's still important. Um yes, thank you Ruthie for weighing in. I there were a few other um people from from the podcast who were also at advocacy day from the podcast. I mean, friends of the pod, friends of the pod were, were at advocacy day. So oh, thank you all okay. for what you do. Um, we also heard from a, a voice of dissent about advocacy day. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. This is from anonymous. Yep. I had to write after this week's episode and vent to someone besides my husband. That is in response to the woman calling in saying she was coming to DC for resolves lobby day. That's Ruthie. Yes. I was a congressional staffer who handled healthcare issues for my boss. I'm no longer working on the Hill, but am instead one of those evil lobbyists you hear so much about. And I absolutely dreaded Resolve's Lobby Day and always looked for a reason to not make a meeting work. 
Jesus. Wow. Every year they would come in and it always seemed to coordinate with a failed cycle, making it suck even more and explain to me that all that was needed was insurance coverage for infertility. I actually had a doctor that often came with the group that would condescendingly explain to me that they had fixed infertility and all that was needed was money slash insurance coverage. I would then have people tell me about their miracle babies and explain infertility to me like I was an idiot who could not possibly understand anything about how babies are made. Then they would tell me about the emotional impact of infertility as though everyone has the same experience of the emotions. Then they would try and compel me to smile for a picture with the group, sometimes with a sign saying how important insurance coverage is. Maybe I'm just writing to vent about what an awful experience it was, but also in hopes that anyone who decides to lobby with resolve anyways can avoid some of these pitfalls and just use it as an opportunity to provide some facts and say that insurance coverage would reduce one stress in the process and not magically fix anything. Also, don't assume everyone else has no experience with infertility, but also don't ask. I had one group ask if I had experienced infertility as though this was a reasonable question to ask a random stranger who is at work. Though, yes, I have experienced infertility. Thanks for asking. Did you bring me some baby dust for my warrior's journey? <laughs> <laughs> she then sent a follow-up. Zing. Sorry, I realized in my first email I was so riled up about the talk of Resolve Lobby Days that I failed to include any of the niceties of a real email. <laughs> so pretend I have manners and such and that this came before and not in a separate email the next day. Well, no. You don't get to pretend that. Okay. Man, Dory, I've been listening to this podcast from the beginning. I love that it isn't always rainbows and butterflies and hope, 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 because frankly, this process sucks. I'm lucky to have my amazing son after IVF. That said, I don't feel that my marriage is any better or worse for going through this. I'm not grateful for any personal growth achieved along the way. I'm just a person who went through this crappy thing, and I'm now glad I have my son. Though newsflash, I would have been glad even without this crap. So there's that. The only lessons I've really learned from this process is that hormone bloat is real. And so are the crazy emotions that the hormones cause. Also that I can survive the shots and egg retrieval and realize in the end they weren't as bad as they were in my head. So thanks for listening to my rant and for not shoving positivity down people's throats. Best anonymous. We will never <laughs> shove positivity down your throat. That's the Matt and Dory promise. That is a guarantee. Um, how do you feel about bloat? Um, do you agree with her? Yeah. I mean, well, I got I got bloated after the egg retrievals. Um, not so much beforehand. But, you know, it also could be a thing where I'm like not remembering all the bad things. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're so far past the bad things. Right. I've just like blocked everything out. It all blurred into one bad thing. Exactly. Which has been this process. Yep. One bad thing. <sighs> it is interesting. I don't know that I'll come away any different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you finish it. God willing, you finish it. I mean, either on your terms or, you know, someone else's terms. Mm -hmm. And uh, you look back and, 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 you know, I don't think I'm going to have any sort of uh, realization or appreciation. Well, I certainly appreciate what everybody else is going through. So that's not entirely true. I think I think it has given me some more empathy. I think your empathy is, is waning. No, I think overall it's given me more empathy. And I think it's also helped me be a better listener and not a fixer. Yeah. Sometimes I like things to be fixed though, honey. I'm just here to listen. If you just want to vent, that's fine. Why is every problem I have unsolvable? It just all sucks. It's not solvable. <laughs> Nothing's solvable. Uh, this is life. This is life. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> I prefer a carpe diem. Um, all right. This is from Anonymous. This is a follow-up from the question we got last week about CMV. Remember? Yes, the county of motor vehicles. Correct. I would like to respond to the woman with the CMV donor egg. My husband is sterile, so we needed a donor. His brother kindly volunteered before we were able to get the courage to ask. Turns out that I am CMV negative while he is positive. After speaking with a the doctor, they said the chances are so low of complications that I shouldn't worry. They said if this was a random donation then they would prefer for both of us to be negative, but just in case. My doctor also told me that in her 10 to 15 years of work, she hasn't seen one issue as of yet. 
This is confirmed by another doctor who's been around even longer. In other words, if I were you, I would just proceed. Hope this helps. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So there you have it. So just proceed. Just proceed. Um, all right. This is from Rachel. Dory. Two things for you on straws. <laughs> Number one, you need this. And she linked to a Kickstarter. That is the world's first collapsible reusable straw called Final Straw. Good name. Pretty good name. Yes. Um, all right. Number two, if you don't buy or use that, the plastic straws are recyclable if you leave them attached to the plastic recyclable lid. This blew my mind. Oh, my God. I know. In my area, Arizona, for what it's worth, the lids just need to be more than three inches wide. The issue with straws not being recyclable is that they are too small. They can't catch. And don't work with the machinery. Yes. By leaving it attached to the lid, it works. Oh, my God. You can check your local requirements. I'm crazy and have been known to collect a couple straws and get them all in one lid so that I know they're getting recycled. Enjoy. Rachel, you might have just changed my life. You're speaking Dory's language. You are really speaking my language, my straw language. And I'm going to start doing this. Her favorite Disney park is Animal Kingdom. Because they use paper straws. That's it. That's the only reason. The only reason. Well, they also certainly not the Yak and Yeti. They also have firecracker shrimp. shrimp. (laughs) Disney food blog. I still haven't forgotten about that. (gasps) Wow, that shrimp was gross. Okay. It was just covered in. I would say smothered. It was. It was. And they, I mean, they're sleeping on that rice, the fried rice, by the way, guys, if you're going to go to Yak and Yeti, it's 11 bucks and it's a fucking bucket of rice. You're never going to be able to eat the whole thing. It's so a if you're looking rice. for a deal as far as food goes and you're at Disney, then go there. Um, we also heard from a woman named Ayumi. Yes. And she says... I just paused the podcast near the end of episode 80. I wanted to say that I grew up in New York City and I distinctly recall watching A Voyage of the Mimi sometime in elementary school. I had no other context for it, though. Um, We heard from many people that they also watch Voyage of the Mimi and they were from all over the country. So we're saying the Voyage of the Mimi reached far and wide. Correct. Not just the greater Gloucester area. (laughs) Yeah, not just uh, New England. Not just anywhere that you could get to Marblehead from. Marblehead? Marblehead. Um, All right. Also, a note about hobbies. I'm a Japanese-American EFL, English as a foreign language, teacher here in Japan, and I teach all ages. Youngest I've taught is two. Oldest is in their late 60s. When meeting people, the most common question after asking one's name, as well as where are you from if you look foreign or are foreign, is what is your hobby? Now, the Japanese language is extremely lax about plurals, so the question could be asking for more than one, but it is generally assumed that people have only one hobby. And in over two years of teaching numerous students of a wide variety of ages, I found that by far the number one response to this question by the time children enter middle school is listening to music. That's their hobby. Correct. Interesting. In my half American mind, this doesn't feel like a hobby. But I'm someone who has been knitting since high school and over the years also picked up crochet, spinning, weaving, and as of last week, hand sewing. Listening to music is something that's to be done in the background for me while I do my own hobbies. That being said, music listening is considered a serious hobby and people take their favorite singers seriously. Going to concerts is often a big thing for said folks. Children do take to club activities in junior high and high school, but it's very rare for this to turn into a career or lifetime hobby. I think the usefulness of sports or Japanese archery is pretty fleeting in adulthood. And as someone who has a lot of hobbies, I also enjoy drawing. I have to say, Dory, please don't feel like you have to do something. By all means, try. But don't feel obligated to do one thing or another. I tried needle felting a few years ago, and it wasn't long before I wanted to turn that needle around and stab myself in the eye. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, I hope that's all interesting information. I've written in before, but nothing particularly interesting, I don't think. I'm one of those listeners who is not even remotely on an IVF journey. My boyfriend is my sort of unofficial fiance. We have extensively discussed wanting a child in the future, but at the moment, we are very much not trying to get pregnant. Good luck in your adventure. Sincerely, Ayumi. Have you thought about having a hobby of learning another language besides your Hebrew and French and English? Um, well, I did take German and Italian in grad school. Uh-huh. Um, Which was mainly due to your, your uh, European history major? Yes. Because those are the people who wrote the European continent's history? Oh, well. I mean, the Anglo-Saxon. I didn't. German, I found. Were you just really into the Axis powers? No. German, I found very difficult. Italian, I found very not difficult. Because it's very, it's a romance language, so it's very similar to French. Right. And Spanish. Yeah. Um, I could take up Italian again. No, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying, would you think about it as a hobby? See, would you Duolingo it? Everyone loves Duolingo. You know, I interviewed the inventor of Duolingo. Oh yeah, on the uh, the Wired podcast? Make Tech Human podcast. Very, very interesting man. He invented really? captchas. Oh, that's cool. He invented the captchas that will the ones that um, your telling a computer what the text is oh, on, and then on it, a scanned curved yeah, page yeah, yeah. or on a sign that is yeah. in a photograph because the computer isn't sure what that says. Yeah. So it just, then the capture will aggregate all the responses and then it will, the computer will be like, okay, that's what that word is. Interesting, right? It's pretty cool. So he began, then he went and made Duolingo. Smart guy. Geniuses. Yep. Geniuses among us. Yep. Maybe um, I should learn a new language. Maybe you should. That would be fun for you. I mean, I really should have conversational Spanish under my belt at this point. Mm-hmm. We all should. It's essentially the second language of Los Angeles. Yep. It's it's kind of the first language of Los Angeles. True. Let's do it. Me and you. We'll have a contest. <laughs> first one to speak Spanish wins. Okay. To who? I don't know. All right. Um, I think you should read this To one. each other? It continues here. Oh, this is from Ben, a PhD? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Here we go. Now, uh, should I should I warn people? Should I trigger warn people? This is about the diet stuff? Uh, sure. Trigger warning. This is about the diet stuff. Good job, honey. Thank you. This is from Ben A., PhD. Hello, Dory and Matt. One of the recent episodes, not sure if it was a normal episode or a Patreon episode, Matt was talking about intermittent fasting and something he learned from the obesity code that sparked a thought I once had while talking to a group of biologists. What if we are all just thirsty? Due to drinking soda at such a young age nowadays, maybe we trained our bodies to ask for calories when we are thirsty for water. Another biologist promptly corrected me. There is no separate signal for thirst and hunger. What we think of as a signal for thirst or dry mouth and such is actually our bodies telling us we are dehydrated. In my own battles with weight loss, I read somewhere that when you feel hungry, drink a glass of water. So I did. I drank a lot of water and I was hungry all the time, which meant I went to the bathroom all the time to the point where you just feel awkward at work. So I slowed down the water consumption and subsequently the weight came back. The weight always comes back, but there's no fighting the fact that replacing water or food most of the time did really help to curb my appetite. Water for food, rather. Now, to the title of my email. What was his title? Uh, I don't remember. What? Oh, if, I think it was something about Tom Brady. What if Tom Brady was right about how much water he drinks to stay hydrated? But in all the hullabaloo of how much everyone would have to pee if we drank a gallon of water a day, reporters and even Tommy Touchdown himself forgot to mention one very important detail, electrolytes. In perusing the TB12 book, I saw that TB does not just drink water. He adds electrolytes to all the water he drinks. This allows for better retention of water. Uh, so I decided to try it and I'm happy to report that for a few months of drinking electrolytes with most of the water I drink, my constant urination problem subsided. 
I did add a few pounds of water weight, but with a balance that balanced out after a few weeks of not feeling hungry constantly. I understand that my experience is anecdotal, and I'm called upon the precious name of Tom Brady in the hopes that Dory might flag this email. Uh, but I think there might I be did. something to putting electrolytes in the water we drink to stay hydrated. Why listeners might care. For men, dehydration can lead to poor sperm health. For women, dehydration can lead to poor egg health and less cervical mucus secretion, which is important for the transportation, uh, for transporting sperm to the egg. Please note, this information was taken off of the ReproMed Fertility website. Link below. Additionally, <clears throat> I searched the Reddit Infertility subreddit and found a few people talking about dehydration headaches with most of the comments telling people to either drink Gatorade or Pedialyte. Drinks that have, you guessed it, electrolytes. Sorry for the long email. Ben, a PhD. <laughs> Note to Matt. He does think it's funny when I say Ben, a PhD. <laughs> His last name is A. Guys, <laughs> yeah, starts with an A. So, it's Ben A. PhD. There you go. Um, That's like in high school, we had like the A wing, the B wing, the C wing, like of the school. You're talking about various um, fighters used by the Rebel Alliance to defeat the Empire? Yes. The A-Wing, the Y-Wing, the B-Wing? Yes. But like for most of my freshman year, I thought that the A-Wing was a wing. Whoa. And I was like, that's so weird. But it just says that it's a wing. And then I realized it was the A-Wing. I was reading one of the players on the Braves this weekend was named... Uh, Dansby. Mm -hmm. His first name was Dansby, and his last name, I kept reading it as Dansby Swanson. <laughs> not, my brain could not process Dansby Swanson. <laughs> and I was like, Dansby Swanson? That's a crazy cool name. Dansby Swanson, not so cool. No. Uh, you know, I've been trying to drink a lot of water. I've been drinking a lot more water for sure. Have you been putting electrolytes in your water? No. I have not. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. So essentially my mornings now, I try to have black coffee at some point in the morning. Uh, and I work out on an empty stomach. Which I find to be like the workouts I've been having on this empty stomach have been phenomenal. It's like crazy to me because if I try to work out without eating, I feel so nauseous. That's so weird. But I also take Wellbutrin and a prenatal, which both of which you're supposed to take with food. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah. But I appreciate the idea of adding electrolytes to water. I didn't know you could just go buy electrolytes. Yeah, you can. Can I get them at the farmer's market? No. I want some grass-fed electrolytes. But I think you can get them at Sprouts. Oh. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder what Dr. James Pung has to say about that. You should ask him. Maybe I will. Okay. On my new podcast. Getting James with Fung. Okay. James Funging. James just want to have Fung. There we go. Honey, that was a good bit of teamwork right Thank there. Thank you. All right. Uh, do you have anything to add before we sort of wrap this up and head towards the dusty trail? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you? No, we have... Um, if you have not subscribed to the Patreon page, you can do so. There is uh, the May episode. The first episode for May is already out. Yep. The second episode is probably going to get recorded tomorrow and put up tomorrow mm -hmm. because tomorrow is the 28th. Yep. And we're very close to the end of May. Sure are. Uh, so if you want to help support the podcast, you can do that by going to our Patreon page. Get up to two bonus episodes for a month. Uh, they are patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And a big thank you to our supporters. If you support at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on the podcast each month. That's why you hear people like Ben A. PhD. PhD. Uh, you'll also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there. Uh, and it's an RSS feed. So it'll just, you can pull it into your podcatcher and, and, and get it just like this uh, podcast. Yep. So every, every month you'll be like, whoa, surprise. Two more episodes. Uh, and we get, we get real weird on those. We do. It's very different from this. Yeah. Uh, but people seem to enjoy it. We give personalized advice to people. Yeah. People you know. ask us. Also, like, you can ask us anything on those. Yeah. So, look, if you're just coming to this podcast for strictly IVF talk, 
maybe you won't enjoy the Patreon episodes. Right. But if you're coming, if you're one of those people who enjoys the uh, the banter. If you're, if you're like a Dory fan from way back, you know, you like followed her on Tumblr and you were way into it. Uh, or if you're a Matt fan from way back and you followed him um, at the Grove. <laughs> you know, if you followed him from the Apple store to the farmer's market and back to the Apple store. <laughs> then you'll really then like you'll really our Patreon episode. this Patreon episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing off limits over there, guys. Ask us whatever you feel yeah, like really, asking Anything us. goes and we answer. And quite frankly, we'd say a lot of things that we know that a lot of people won't ever pay to hear. Yeah. So, Inside Goss. Yep. Plus, they usually will get their IVF news before you guys. Yeah. Because just the fact that we'll record it midweek. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it. Dory, anything to plug? Uh, listen to Forever 35 by Startup, a novel paperback by Dory Shafrir. Um, I think that's it. Cool. Uh, nothing on this end. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great, fertile week of infertility. It's National Infertility Fertility Infertility Week. Uh, get those electrolytes. Okay. Do what Tom Brady does. Bye. All right. <laughs>